Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 6th of April 2023. Now Lucas, if you're looking at the 24-hour trading of Ethereum, I really am not sure what is going on. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about this in today's episode. Now unfortunately, I don't know the reasoning why the numbers have definitely pumped up. So we'll definitely have a look at that when we look at the price of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, stablecoins and quite a lot of other. Now in today's episode, guys, what you're going to be discussing is some news all the way from India. And historically, guys, India has had a love-hate relationship with Bitcoin cryptocurrencies. But this time, they have definitely shown the love for central bank digital currency. And they are aiming for 1 million central bank digital currency users. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. Now, unfortunately, guys, in today's episode, we have some negative news. And this is regarding Paxwell's peer-to-peer marketplace. And they have decided to shut down. And one thing, guys, which I did mention, I believe in some of the podcasts going back to 2020 is... In the entire cryptocurrency world, there is only one protocol that I genuinely think is doing better for the humanity and that is Paxful. And they have a hashtag called as built with Bitcoin. But unfortunately, the peer-to-peer marketplace is definitely shutting down. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. Now, we do have some positive news all the way from Japan and looks like they are taking a positive outlook so far as Web 3.0 is concerned. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about it. And what is a bit surprising is that in Japan, so far as the government is concerned, it is the Democratic Party which is in favor of Web3, exactly opposite in the United States of America and probably even in the UK as well. And guys, we're going to be talking about some massive news regarding NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain and it just might be the most expensive NFT on Bitcoin blockchain and this is to do with partnership with Bugatti and Astray. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in today's episode. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, we're going to be discussing two news regarding Dubai, UAE and Middle East. Now, unfortunately, the first news is to do with Binance and other cryptocurrency exchanges. And this is to do with an article which is written by Bloomberg. Now, looks like Dubai is asking Binance and other cryptocurrency license applicants for more information. And there is news circulating that Binance is not giving out the information in time and they are delaying this process. We'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. And the second news is regarding an event that I'm conducting on the 4th of May, and it has to do with central bank digital currency. It is called a CBDCs, the basics, threats to freedom, and its role in the metaverse. So quite a lot to talk about in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee Date, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you are a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Space Podcast. So check out The Race Space Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Space Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? 
The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. As of today, while I was recording this podcast, the global cryptocurrency market was at $1.18 trillion, but few hours ago, it was $1.21 trillion. Now since the last 24 hours though, it is down by 1.80%. And if you look at the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours, it is $42.37 billion. And this, to be honest guys, is still a ridiculously low volume. But since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 3.77%. If you look at the volume on DeFi, the total value locked is still crossed the $50 billion mark. But so far as the volume is concerned, it is down by $4.48 billion. Ridiculously low. And one thing which I have often said, guys, in order for cryptocurrency to be mainstream, the volume on DeFi should be roughly around 30 to $40 billion. I really am not sure when that thing would happen. Now, since the last 24 hours, unfortunately, the total volume in DeFi is only at $4.48 billion. Lido is still dominated with 22.22%. And so far as the total value locked is concerned, $11.20 billion is locked in this protocol. And DeFi guy accounts for 10 0.19% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And so far as the total value locked is concerned, MakerDAO is number second at $7.71 billion, Aave is number third at $5.65 billion, Core Finance at $4.71 billion, and Uniswap at $3.95 billion. Now guys, what I really want you to do is pay attention to these volumes because there is not much drastic movement, particularly in the world of DeFi. But if you were to compare that with the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum, it has shot up a lot, so we'll definitely go ahead and keep that in mind. Now, the volume of stablecoins, guys, once again, is down to $36.43 billion. Once again, guys, what I want you to do is keep these numbers at the back of your mind when we are comparing that with the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum. Now, Tether USDT is still leading the pack with $26.92 billion. Circle USDC is at $4.12 billion and Binance BUSD at $2.97 billion. Now, stablecoins is accounting for 85 0.97% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The market cap of Bitcoin is $540 billion. Ethereum is at $225 billion. Now look guys, if you look at the 24-hour trading volume, Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is exactly the same at $15 billion, but Ethereum has gone up by over 4 or even 5 times. So I really am not sure what is going on in the world of Ethereum. Because look, ideally if Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume has gone up, Ideally, the volume of stablecoins should have also pumped up and the volume in DeFi protocols should have pumped up as well. So I'm a bit surprised as to what is going on in the world of Ethereum. Now, the price hasn't impacted much as well. So I really am not sure if there is some wash trading going on. If you do have any thoughts or comments, mention them in the comments below. Now, what is surprising is the volume of stablecoins is still ridiculously low. And guys, if you look at the market cap of Binance BUSD, as of today, the market cap is 7 $1.15 billion. I wouldn't be surprised if the market cap of Binance BUSD goes below the $7 billion mark. And before the SEC going after Binance, the market cap of Binance BUSD was on the verge of crossing the $15 billion mark. It was hovering around the $14.5 billion mark. So definitely not ideal. And there is some negative news regarding Binance all the way from down under. So most likely when we are covering the news regarding Binance in Dubai and UAE, we'll definitely touch base on that. Now, the dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum is the same, but Ethereum's dominance has marginally pumped up to 19.10% and Bitcoin's dominance is 45.80%. And once again, guys, keep an eye on what is going on so far as the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum is concerned because the price hasn't moved up or down either. What I think 
within the next 24 hours, the price of Ethereum will dump drastically. These are my thoughts. But once again, guys, these price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. Now we'll look at the smart contracting platform's market cap. Ethereum is at $225 billion. Binance BNB is at $49.35 billion. And Cardano is at $13.25 billion. Now what is going on surprisingly, guys, in the month of March? Because of the price volatility, it has stifled crypto trading. So far, spot and derivative volume is concerned and centralized exchanges so far as the volume is concerned, has gone up by 25% over a period of 6 months. So it looks like centralized exchanges volume are definitely picking up and to be honest that is not a good sign. Now guys, let's also look at the market cap of Web3 protocols. Chainlink's market cap is $3.74 billion and Filecoin is $2.02 billion whereas the graph is at $1.30 billion. And guys, in yesterday's podcast, I did go ahead and explain what is going on so far as the graph is concerned. So check it out and if you are a developer, you definitely need to try to build something on the graph protocol. Now guys, the king of all kings, Bitcoin, is at $27,897 and since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 1.89%. Since the last 7 days though, it is down by 2.45%. Ethereum is at $1,864. One price prediction guys is the price of Ethereum might just dump to $1,400 maybe in the next 24 hours. And to be honest, I cannot give any justification of why that thing could happen. Now, if you do know why the volume of Ethereum has pumped up, particularly in the last 24 hours, please mention them in the comments below. Now, since the last 24 hours, the price is down by 2.45%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 3.34%. Binance Coin is currently at $312. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.05%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.77%. But look, guys, there's some drastic movement going on in the world of Ethereum. Now, guys, let's go ahead and explore some news for Crypto and Coffee at 8. In 22, I've been saying quite often is that in the second half of 2023, we will be seeing quite a lot of news pertaining to central bank digital currency. And India, guys, has definitely loved relationship for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But so far, central bank digital currency is concerned. They are definitely pro-central bank digital currency. Now, so far as the Reserve Bank is concerned, they absolutely hate Bitcoin. But the Supreme Court, they absolutely like Bitcoin. But this news has to do with the Reserve Bank of India. And the RBI or Reserve Bank of India is aiming to increase the number of customers in the pilot project for retail central bank digital currency by half a million by July this year from 90,000 customers currently. And guys, few days ago in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about UAE central bank digital currency project and they are partnering with Reserve Bank of India. And last year guys, on the 1st of November and 1st of December, the Reserve Bank of India launched the central bank digital currency for wholesale and retail respectively and later on guys when I'll be discussing an event that I'm conducting regarding central bank digital currency. I'll very briefly talk about the different types of central bank digital currency. Now going back to the news, while the use case of wholesale CBDC is limited to the settlement of secondary market transactions in government securities, the retail e-rupee is being piloted with a closed user group and the group is called a CUG which is comprising of participating customers and merchants. Now, if you do want to read through the official link, it is via by an online publication called as the New Indian Express. And look, guys, the Reserve Bank of India is currently piloting a retail CBDC with a closed user group. And this group contains 90,000 customers and 9,000 merchants. And as I said earlier, this pilot project aims to scale half a million users 
by July 2023, testing multiple tech architectures, design features and use cases, including an offline program, so it could be possible that you don't need to keep your mobile phone on in order to use your CBDC. And the RBI has already launched the wholesale CBDC for the settlement of secondary market transactions in government securities and gas the RBI central bank digital currency is intended to complement current form of money and provide an additional payment avenue to users rather than replace existing payment systems and the central government has announced the launch of the digital rupee from fiscal year 2022 to 2023 onwards in the union budget tabled in parliament on the 1st of February 2022. However, guys, the RBR's executive director, that is Ajay Kumar Chaudhary, did actually emphasize that the central bank is not in a hurry to launch the digital currency at the national level and wants the process to happen gradually. And look, as the RBI will only rule out the digital currency once it is comfortable and confident about all aspects, including cybersecurity and technical architecture. And guys, you always need to understand, so far as the Reserve Bank is concerned, they absolutely abhor Bitcoin. They have pure hatred towards Bitcoin. And that's one of the reasons why they are pushing for central bank digital currency. And guys, you always need to remember, regulating and introducing innovations in fintech is always a challenge for regulators. And according to Chowdhury, he does believe that regulators need to keep a watchful eye on the risks posed by fintech startups and big techs, as these risks are different. And the CEO of National Payment Corporation of India, called as NPCI, which is Dilip Asbe, expects the number of transactions of the Unified Payments Interface, also called as UPI, to be surging in the next coming years. He does believe that UPI has not yet achieved its potential and the country should do 10x of what it is currently doing. Now, he also expects to reach 1 billion transactions within 2 to 3 years and achieve it by 2025. Now, listen, guys, if you're someone from India and if you're thinking this as a positive news, hold your horses because you truly need to understand once central bank digital currency is introduced, the government has more control over the details of your transactions. And this is exactly the reason why Bitcoin was created. Bitcoin was created as a movement towards separation of money and the state. So really, I'm not sure what the future of central bank digital currency would be. Now, guys, let's discuss an exactly opposite view all the way from Japan. And Coindesk has reported that Japan approves Web3 white paper to promote industry growing in the country. And the document, guys, proposes more tax reform, clearer accounting standards, and a decentralized autonomous organization law, also called as distributed autonomous organization law. Now, I would really recommend you to read through the official article, but unfortunately, the article is in Japanese. So, Coindesk, they actually gave an explanation of what is going on. And the article by Coindesk states that Japan's ruling Liberal Democratic Party's Web3 project team has published a white paper laying out recommendations for growing the country's industry, which has become part of national strategy under Prime Minister Fumio Kishida's administration. Now, look, guys, this is absolutely brilliant. And what is surprising is the Liberal Democratic Party in Japan is in favor of Web 3.0, whereas in US and even in UK, the extreme left-leaning Democratic Party is not in favor of cryptocurrencies, not in favor of open source, and definitely not in favor of freedom of speech. So definitely contrasting views. And looks like the East is definitely taking lead so far as Web 3.0 is concerned. Now guys, let's discuss some negative news. And this is unfortunately in the world of Bitcoin. And Ray Yusuf, guys, who is the CEO and founder of Paxful, he did actually announce the suspension of its marketplace. 
and look guys the Paxful is one of the world's leading peer-to-peer -peer cryptocurrency exchanges so far as the volume is concerned and they provided an official blog on Paxful's website. Now he cited key staff departures and regulatory challenges for the industry as the reason behind the decision and fortunately guys this news is not ideal particularly in the world of Bitcoin so what I'd really recommend you to do is read through the official blog and Bitcoin magazine did actually state that the news of Paxwell's suspension comes amid growing regulatory scrutiny of the cryptocurrency industry particularly in the US and Paxwell's move highlights the changes the industry is currently facing and guys it only talks about the importance of self-custody for investors and one thing guys which I've often said is not your keys not your crypto so if you do have your funds in cryptocurrency exchanges make sure you take it out use your hardware wallet and the best hardware wallet in the business is ledger and if you look at the show notes below you'll find the link to go ahead and purchase your hardware wallet now according to ray yusuf guys all customer funds are accounted for and the paxwell wallet will be up for customers to retrieve their funds to facilitate the process guys paxwell is recommending options such as exodus wallet and moon wallet with a w for customers to self-custody their funds and Gas Paxwell is also offering an easy migration to other options for non-US users including Nunes, a new peer-to-peer -peer company dedicated to Global South and Bitnob which is making it easier for Africans to connect with Bitcoin and look guys, something which I did mention at the start of this podcast in the entire Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space I do have a lot of respect to Ray Yusuf and also if you go to his LinkedIn profile his profile says completely different that he's on the verge of helping other people become millionaires and if you talk about Paxful have a look at what the hashtag hashtag built for Bitcoin has been doing they have been doing phenomenal work particularly in Africa and other places now guys let's discuss the most expensive Bitcoin NFT collection and Asprey and Bugatti did announce a limited edition collection of precious object X and it is spelled as O for Orange B for Bravo J for Jack E for Elephant T for Tango X with generative art in Bitcoin and the official news is published on the website and guys the Bugatti NFT will come with a physical counterpart as well now listen to this guys the X will cost a fortune selling at roughly $20,000 to $50,000 a piece depending on the item number and the egg number 100 to 111 would be valued over $200,000 and guys I wouldn't be surprised if this thing gets sold the moment it is announced and Ali Walker the chief creative officer of Asprey Studio reported that X 1 to 100 from the collection would cost somewhere between 20 to 50 thousand dollars in contrast to X number 100 to 111 that would be valued at 200 thousand dollars and Gars Bugatti and Asprey justify the high price of the ornaments with the quality of material used for Bitcoin NFT physical counterparts using a lengthy and integrated process the designer molded the X into perfect shape crafting them from carbon fiber so go to the official link you can actually see the virtual image and you'll be receiving a physical egg as well and the timing for this is perfect guys because on Sunday it's going to be Easter as well now guys let's discuss news regarding UAE and the news is that Dubai is asking Binance and other crypto license applicants for more information now mighty guys this article is written by Bloomberg but they haven't mentioned any official names by WARA that is virtual asset regulatory authority so let me try to give out some more information and the news article states that Binance is under pressure as Dubai demands additional information about crypto license and Gaza Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority called Zwara in Dubai has requested crypto exchange Binance and other international firms to provide additional information regarding the ownership, management and auditing process 
as part of the permit application process. Now look guys, looks like Binance is having to rush you in 2023 and Dubai Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority is tightening security of crypto license seekers including Binance and Varas as Binance to provide more information on its ownership structure, governance and auditing procedures and Varas requesting similar information from all international companies seeking permits and Dubai Stricto approach is a potential headache for Binance CEO Tara CZ who lives here and has made plans for expansion in the Middle East and guys Dubai has cracked down dozens of over-the-counter exchanges that were set up without licenses and these efforts are part of a broader push to get the UAE of the Financial Action Task Force or FATF's grey list of jurisdictions that don't do enough to uncover illicit fraud and guys Binance is under pressure as Dubai demands additional information about crypto licensing and guys Binance, Comino, GC Exchange and Crypto.com have preparatory minimal viable product permits meaning they can't yet offer locally regulated digital asset services in Dubai and Hextrust has an operational MVP license and confirmed that it received requests for additional information on ownership and both procedures from Varo and Ghazi head of Comino's regional office in Dubai said the regulatory requirement was on par if not more stringent than what they were faced in other jurisdictions in Europe or Asia and Crypto.com and GE Exchange had no comment about the interactions with the regulators and Binance plans to offer crypto trading in Dubai through its Binance Free Zone establishment entity which it said has a board of directors and is audited by Mazars and the launch of Binance Free Zone establishment has been delayed due to operational reasons and this comment was given to Bloomberg by Binance without giving out the names and one thing guys which is a bit surprising is that in 2022 there was this massive news about the museum of the future to release the world's most beautiful NFT and this was done in partnership with Binance and unfortunately guys the communication by the team via telegram is absolutely awful and I've sent them at least 7 to 8 emails requesting for more information so that I can mention them in the podcast. They have said yes they have received the email but I haven't received absolutely any reply. Now going back to the news guys, ownership data from Binance's free zone establishments aren't publicly available on a federal registry of firms operating in the UAE and Binance is working to upgrade to an operational MVP license which would allow to cater to institutions and qualified investors and then FMPs or full market permits will be issued from the end of June according to VARA and recipients will be allowed to offer crypto trading to all retail investors and Dubai Gas is trying to balance fostering innovation with the need to have proper oversight of an industry that's been mired in high profile scandals in the past year and VARA wants to turn Dubai into a capital for digital asset economy while safeguarding its business ties with Western jurisdictions like Europe that are adopting a more muscular crypto regulations and in late March the US Commodity Future Trading Commission did sue Binance and CC for allegedly violating derivative regulations and has accused the firm of having sham compliance procedures. Now look guys, 2023 is definitely not turning out to be the best year for Binance and there is some negative news regarding Binance in Australia as well. Now I won't go into detail and I'll very briefly touch base on what that news is all about. Now CNBC did publish an article just a few hours ago stating that the Australian regulators have actually cancelled Binance's license at exchanges on request. So could it be possible that Binance is actually requesting for the license to be cancelled? Now Australia's top financial regulator did actually cancel Binance's derivative license at the exchanges on request. This cause is absolutely strange and the cryptocurrency exchange has been under review 
by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission since February of this year after the exchange acknowledged a small number of customers were trading at a higher level than permitted. And listen guys, the cancellation is the latest mounting series of regulatory problems surrounding Binance and 2023 is not looking a good year for Binance. So if you do have your funds in Binance, you need to be absolutely wary. Now guys, let's discuss the second news. And this is an event which I'm conducting on the 4th of May 2023. It is called a Central Bank Digital Currency. So let me try to give out some more information on what is it that you can expect. So the session is called a CBDCs, the basics, threats to freedom, and how will it fit in the metaverse? So essentially, the session is broken down into three parts. In part A, we discuss what is central bank digital currency, the history of central bank digital currency, and how will central bank digital currency work. Now, mind you guys, this explanation will be absolutely basic and you do not need any technical information. We'll also go ahead and explore the current state of CBDCs and the different countries currently working on CBDC. And guys, El Salvador did make Bitcoin a legal tender. And what impact did it have on IMF? We'll also go ahead and explore International Monetary Fund stand on CBDC. We'll also look at World Economic Forum stand on CBDC. And when will the UAE launch CBDC and Part C actually? We will discuss UAE Central Bank's role on CBDC which I'll just talk about in a few minutes. Now with Part B, we'll discuss Central Bank Digital Currency versus Bitcoin. We will check if Central Bank Digital Currency do pose a threat to freedom. We'll also discuss the political implications of central bank digital currency and so far as politics is concerned we'll go and explore the support and resistance offered by drifts inside of politics or politicians and we'll also go and explore china's role in central bank digital currency and one thing guys which i did mention when i was explaining rbi's role in central bank digital currency so essentially there are three different types of cbdc's one is wholesale cbdc retail cbdc and multiple cbdc so we'll go ahead and explore in detail the different types of cbdc's now look guys, every Fridays, I do have a session on Metaverse and in part B, we'll also look at central bank digital currency's role in the Metaverse. Now listen guys, I'm a massive advocate of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and fortunately, when you talk about Metaverse, I do feel that CBDCs may offer a better form of payment, may offer a better form of medium of exchange. So in that session, I'll go ahead and give you my reasoning why. Now guys, in part C, we'll discuss UE central bank's role in central bank digital currency and the massive news earlier on was that UAE Central Bank has nine initiators of the FED program and we'll go ahead and discuss in details what those nine programs are. So essentially they tackle card domestic scheme, EKYC, Central Bank Digital Currency, Open Finance, Supervisory Technology, Innovation Hub, Instant Payments Platform, Financial Cloud, Excellence and Customer Experience and quite a lot of other. Now listen guys, this session is completely free of cost and if you do want to register, go to eventbrite.com and search for blockchain dxb or you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com or drop me an email to info at area2071.com and guys the purpose of me to do this session is purely to educate the general mass in what is central bank digital currency and how it will impact our day-to-day -day life and guys if you go to spotify or any leading podcasting platform i do have a standalone episode on central bank digital currency so please feel free to check it out so those were the news cards from Krypton Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. 
DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Janice who asks, what would happen if there is a bank run for the rest of the banks in US? Uh, Janice, unfortunately, if that thing were to happen, the entire economy might go in probably the worst depression mankind has seen. Uh, if that thing were to happen, the savings that people have will be completely obliterated. And what will happen is that will trigger some internal political chaos as well. And yesterday's podcast, we did talk about the extreme left-leaning media and the extreme left-leaning state going after President Donald Trump. I'm pretty much sure all of the supporters of President Donald Trump will be absolutely furious at the current administration and that might just create a civil war that because of that looks like it might have a positive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And to be honest, Janice, what you're asking is not surprising because that is exactly what Balaji Srinivasan, the former CTO of Coinbase, is actually hedging for. He's hoping for a bank run and if that were to happen, he's claiming that the price per Bitcoin would cross $1 million. It is extremely unlikely that thing were to happen because you're talking about a massive catastrophic event that just might change the future of humanity. Now listen, if you're a Bitcoin maximalist and if you're someone who's focusing only on cryptocurrencies, you might want that to happen and that, to be honest, is an absolutely terrible thing. Now could it be possible that the bank run could happen? Absolutely, yes. Because in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, we did talk about Dr. Noriel Rubini, who did talk about the liquidity crisis. And I believe the liquidity crisis, so far as the banking industry is concerned, is for the next 90 days. It might be less than 90 days. If the bank run were to happen within this time, it'd be absolutely catastrophic. Now, really, I'm not sure, Janice, if this would be a bullish sign for Bitcoin. Because in crisis like this, this is where people actually focus on gold. So, I really, I'm not sure what is going on so far as the price of gold is concerned. I wouldn't be surprised since the last month or so, the prices of gold has pumped up. But what I'd recommend you to do is listen to Peter Schiff's podcast. Now, he's a massive detractor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but he often talks positive things about gold. So as a matter of fact, you know, Janice, what I'm going to be doing this later part of the day, I'm definitely going to listen to at least three or four of his episodes to get a better understanding of what is going on in the gold market. So absolutely brilliant question. So that's all for today, guys, in the Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXB. In case you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this, guys, please make sure you click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Krypton Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse and how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee Date works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And please check out the episode tomorrow that talks everything about Metaverse. So take care and have a nice one. Bye bye.